What you might not know, I sure didn't, is that the Dollar Shave Club also has uh, products like body wash and shampoo and hair gel for those of you still lucky enough to have hair, lip balm, all that stuff. I never know what to buy at the store. There's a lot to choose from. Even for men's products, there's a lot to choose from, and it's it's impossible to sort of discern that. So, um, And this offer right now is exclusively available to our friends at the Onside Kick Family Hour. Just go to dollarshaveclub.com slash onsidekick. dollarshaveclub.com slash onsidekick. And they're going to send you sign up. They're going to send you those cool products, and I think you'll, you will be uh, pleasantly surprised with what you get. Hello, welcome to the Onside Kick Family Hour, uh, SB Nation's only NFL podcast. Uh, I'm Ryan Van Biver. With me, as always, Stephen White. Stephen, how are you? Doing fantastic. How about you? I am excellent. Um, kind of almost fully recovered from last Sunday because let me tell you, that was uh, a Sunday like no other. <laughs> Certainly like no Sunday I've experienced in six years in this in this gig. But uh, so I, yeah, but yeah, I'm here. I'm ready to go, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> last week was definitely uh, opposite week or something. I, I mean, uh, I'm still kind of trying to wrap my mind around the Jaguars beating the hell out of the Ravens <laughs> like that. Hi. I know they were, you know, overseas in London or what have you, but um, just I think Blake Bortles had some kind of you know gaudy stats too. It just it was opposite day. <laughs> It really was. I mean, I think right now Blake Bortles and Aaron Rodgers have the same amount of touchdowns, and Aaron Rodgers has more interceptions. Yeah, I mean, who the thunk it? Who the thunk it? Right? I mean, I mean, Josh McCown won a game on Sunday. I mean, it was a uh, yeah, a good good week for mediocre quarterbacks. I'll put it that it way. It really was. I felt like I was watching Red Zone, and like when the one o'clock games were coming to an end. I thought I was going to have a seizure. I mean, it was just like, ah, I mean, just trying to keep your head on a swivel to follow the end of all those games was just, it was, I, it was crazy. And that's just the games. <laughs> those well, those yeah. weren't even the big story this week. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess there's just, there's no way around it. I mean, we got a, the elephant in the room is literally the, uh, it's a big orange elephant right in the middle of the room. And, uh, yeah, Friday night, I was a little surprised to, uh, I think I was just watching some shows, hanging out, and I, uh, for some reason, checked my phone and, and saw that the, we were, there was, a the NFL, and, uh, the president was throwing out some NFL talk and some dog whistles in a, at a, at an, at a political rally in Alabama, and things just went downhill from there. Yeah, um, you know, he, he referred to kneeling players as sons of bitches. Yeah. Uh, get get that, son, get that son of a bitch off the field. Uh, making a reference, I guess, to Kaepernick, but 
also to any other player who uh, was protesting. Uh, and let's be clear, protesting police brutality, not protesting a flag, not protesting yeah. an anthem, not protesting the military, nope. protesting police brutality. And for that transgression, uh, he felt comfortable as the president and leader of the free world to call these men's men uh, sons of bitches. Yeah. And um, it, 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 it wasn't just that. We focus on that. But he also took shots at the NFL for being proactive about, mm-hmm. um, you know, brain injuries, which is so ironic when you really know the actual history of the NFL doing everything <laughs> yeah. but being proactive about it. Uh, but, you know, he kind of said it was making the game soft. And, and so he just declared out all-out war on the NFL, basically. And so you just had to figure that the NFL would respond in some way. And they sort of kind of did. <laughs> yeah. If you want to call it that. Yeah. I mean, I think their response was sort of the corporate response of, you know, we gotta we we gotta protect the brand a little bit more than to say that um, we support our players and their right to speak out about important issues like inequality in the in the in the community. Yeah, it, it's so weird how none of the statements had the words police brutality in them. Yeah. I mean that that just if that doesn't make it clear to yeah. everybody that this, this is a conversation that people just gonna they're dead set on avoiding. Yeah. They'd rather talk about anything else. You know, throw out vague terms like unity and uh, you know integrity and all this other stuff and and, and talk about all the other stuff. Hurricane relief. Right. Hurricane relief and these men, but never, they just couldn't bring themselves to actually talk about what started this whole thing. And that's Colin Kaepernick sitting down and eventually kneeling with Eric Reed uh, to protest police brutality. And so, uh, I mean, it it, it just, I, I don't know what I was expecting. Out of the NFL, and, and it's so it's hard to say I was disappointed, but I, I would I, I just it was amazing how quickly they after they tried all you know they all tried to ignore Kaepernick the whole offseason, leaking bullshit about him. He can't yeah. play this, that, and the fourth. You spend all that time doing that, and now you co-opt this message. With some bullshit unity linking arms, yeah, mealy mouth crap, and, and it was just, it was, it was so ridiculous that I don't think the disgust set in until the next day. Yeah, but I was just watching these guys, and, and we're hearing all the, the the well, this is what this team is gonna do, and this is what that team is gonna do, and just conspicuously absent. For most of those things were was any discussion of police brutality. Yeah, and so that's just you know it was just frustrating that after it was all said and done, and Kaepernick has all but lost his career for trying to bring 
awareness and, and elevate the conversation about police brutality to see the league that has shunned him yeah turn around and <clears> act <throat> like well now we're taking on his protest it just it, it was like i said it was pretty absurd yeah yeah it really was and and even like just all of it that got lost in that just the fact that like you know, like Eric Reed. I mean, Eric Reed reminded everybody because he had that piece in the that editorial in the New York Times later in the week this week. But just like the whole reason they decided to kneel was after a conversation with Nate Boyer, the Green Beret, the former Green Beret, was was that you know this was a sign of respect and like we don't want to be disrespectful to you know service personnel and the flag itself or anything. We just you know we want to get our message across about police brutality and racial inequality and that's why we're going to kneel instead of sit down and like it's that same culture war bullshit there's just no you know that the logical parts of it that we should be talking about get thrown out for the bumper sticker bullshit you know i mean um again you get all these context clues to let people know what the deal really is. All they have to do is pay attention. Yeah. Right? Because some kind of way, last year, you know, somebody figured out, well, if we make this about the military, yeah, then we can always derail this conversation. Or if we make this about disrespecting the flag, we can always derail this conversation. Because, look, I, I, I'm sure that there's probably somebody that hate listens to this podcast, <laughs> you know, one one of the five people that actually listen to it at all, yeah, right, probably hate rage listens to it. Okay, cool. You're probably a person who thinks that Colin Kaepernick is was disrespectful to the flag by kneeling, but I just want those people who feel that way to ask themselves a serious question. They don't have to tell me. I'm sure nobody likes to admit when they've been had. But I want I want them to really go back in their mind and ask themselves, did they come up with this notion that kneeling was disrespectful? Or did they hear somebody say that first and then all of a sudden they adopted that position? Yeah. Because I, I just I when I think of seeing somebody kneel, I don't see disrespect. In, in just about any setting. Of any situation, kneeling is usually a sign of respect or a sign of submission. Um, that's the whole reason why we're supposed to kneel when we pray as Christians, because you're you you're you know you're basically showing that respect to God. You know, you 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 you're you're being prostrate. You're not disrespecting God when you're kneeling, right? So why, just be honest with yourself. Did you really look at kneeling the very first time and say to yourself, oh my God, that's disrespectful? Or did yeah. you hear some shock jock say it? Or did you hear some political commentator say it? Did you hear some football uh, uh, pundit say it? And then all of a sudden, the, the light bulb went off over top of your head like, yeah, that is disrespectful. Because see, when, when people do these kind of messaging uh, operations, they just keep repeating the same thing over and over again. And then a section of the, the society is going to pick up on that, yeah. and they're going to start repeating it too. 
But I just, it's amazing how we got to the point where this became something that was equated to disrespect of anybody or anything when literally, literally, the whole reason why they went from Kaepernick sitting on the bench, which is what he started off doing, to kneeling was, like you said, because they had a conversation with a member of the military who also happened to play football. Yeah. Who told them that kneeling would be a better, it would be a better way of, of continuing to show respect while also bringing attention to the protest. So, so you, you take his advice and then people still turn it around as in some way disrespectful to the flag or the military or the yeah. people who die. It's just bullshit because they know if they can get us to argue over whether or not it's disrespectful, we can never actually have the, the real argument yep. that we need to be having about how do we fix this situation with police brutality, in particular when you're talking about black and brown people. Yeah. So it, it, it's anything that derails that conversation to me is just frustrating as hell because it's all bullshit. Yeah. Anything, if we're not having that conversation, everything else is crap because you know what? If you really believe that doing something like that disrespects the flag, I'm not going to convince you that it doesn't. No. I don't know why you would think that, but I'm probably not going to be able to convince you that it doesn't. So we can argue about that 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and neither one of us is going to give an inch. Yeah. And all the while, this problem of police brutality is continuing to not get solved. Yeah. And more, and you know, I saw... Ironically enough, there's a lawmaker, I believe he was in Louisiana, complaining about the protest. And his reasoning was that why are they complaining about police brutality when so few police officers ever get convicted of anything? And that is entirely the point. Entirely the point. Yeah. And he totally did not get it. I, I'm telling you, he was dead serious. He totally did not get that that was the entire point. Yeah. Is that they continually continue to get away with this scot-free. Yeah. And so the system is broken. Or some people will say it's working exactly as intended. But it's got to change. And the whole time we're arguing over disrespectful or not disrespectful, we're taking time away that we could be using on actually fixing that problem. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even just the fact that now it's really become, you see this has become when the unity thing, and now it's like, you know, it's a First Amendment argument, and it's it's anything but that people are talking about. And, and look, Trump derailed the whole situation, of course, and then some guys just became, you know, I want to protest because Trump said this about us or what have you. But look, <laughs> here's the tale. Again, I know that people don't want to admit when they've been had. Yeah. But if you're, you're mad about these protests, just stop and think for a second. Okay? Trump talked to Jerry Jones, according to Trump, and we know he lies a lot, so you take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. But he said he talked to Jerry Jones back and forth several times. J.J. Uh, uh, Taylor in Dallas reported that his sources told him, I think they talked four times throughout the day. So literally, literally, you could say Jerry Jones and Trump colluded 
to come up with their version of this protest, right? I know that collusion word probably going to drive Trump crazy. <laughs> but they colluded to come up with the most palatable protest possible. Yeah. And they still got their ass booed. Yeah. Right? So let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. These people are so upset about disrespect of the flag that on Sunday, several of them, when they were supposed to be honoring the flag and listening to the anthem and maybe singing along, were booing. Yeah. Now, I don't know about you, but booing the national anthem seems a little disrespectful. Yeah. But this compromise that, that, that Jerry Jones and, and Trump came up with, hey, we'll kneel before the anthem and before they unfurl the flag. Yeah. So there's no flag out there. There's no uh, uh, anthem playing. There's no veterans walking around who you can say they were disrespecting them. Literally, is they made it as sanitary as possible. Yeah. Almost like this isn't really a protest. Protest. Yeah. And they still got their ass booed. Yeah. So again, are you booing them? Why now? There's no flag to be disrespectful. Yeah. There's no anthem to be disrespectful. Could it be that you're just a fucking asshole? Yeah. Who doesn't want to talk about police brutality ever? Yeah. Or it just blindly follows. That's what kills me. It's like, just are you? You're so blindly devoted to a politician that you know you're gonna boo Jerry Jones in the most sanitized pregame activity we've ever seen. And again, let's come back to this now. This is some, something that evidently Trump and Jerry Jones worked out. So you're actually even going against your, whoever, you know, the guy that you yeah you follow his lead or whatever. Yeah. This was evidently supposed to be the model. Remember, this is what Trump said, the model for protesting now. Yeah. But they still got their ass booed. Yeah. So I'm just trying to tell you, like, <laughs> don't get fooled. Don't, don't continue. Don't you can be duped. What what's the saying? I don't want to sound like Bush. Uh, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, you, 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 you can't get fooled again. Right? Don't get fooled again, please. At some point, you gotta stop and look in the mirror and say, "What am I doing with my life when I'm booing people during the national anthem? The same people I'm accusing of disrespecting the national anthem yeah. and the flag." So at what point do you just do some self-reflection and say, you know, maybe, maybe I need to pull away from the edge. Maybe I need to pull back and re-examine my priorities because obviously I've gone, you know, I've taken the wrong turn to Albuquerque or something. But yeah. this whole situation is just so absurd. And <laughs> you got people trying to pl play both sides of it like Ray Lewis. I mean, <laughs> it, it, this whole situation has just made so many many people come out and show their true colors. Yeah. You look at Ray, <laughs> I'm not even going to talk about Ray Lewis. It look Shannon Sharp done roasted Ray Lewis ass enough. I don't even need to. I just point you just <laughs> go look up Shannon Sharp's <laughs> rants on Ray Lewis and that's that's good enough for me. But I mean, it, 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 you look in the in the uh aftermath of this. You got the leader of uh in a police department, I think in Detroit, that says something racial or says something racist. You have this volunteer firefighter that says he's gonna 
add Mike Tomlin to his list of no good N-words. Yeah. And, and look, <laughs> okay, I, I'm seriously morbidly curious as to who else is on this list and why in the <laughs> fuck he put them on there. Like, what is the bar? Yeah. What, what, what the bar is the bar is not bring your team out for the anthem. That's that's enough. No matter what else you've done in your life to get added to this list yeah. of no in words. Yeah. I'm just very curious about this, but I'm sure that guy would say he's not really racist. Yeah. This isn't really who he is. The same guy who has evidently a running list like Arius Stark. Yeah. Of no good in words. Yeah. So I, I, you know, this is what I'm saying. So many people are showing their true colors behind this. Yeah. But at the same time, you take away all the spectacle, you take away everything else. Police brutality is still not being addressed in any meaningful way. No. And so it, it doesn't really mean shit. And really and truly, this is the weekend we should be paying attention because it was easy last weekend. Mm-hmm. It really was. It was easy last weekend with this bullshit unity and linking arms. Let's see the reaction when guys who continue to kneel this weekend. That's when you're going to see even more true colors coming out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I then too, you know how this is. It's hard to it's hard to overlook the fact in all this that you know the NFL created this problem in the first place. You go back to two thousand nine with all that when that paid patriotism program started, and that's when they start. That's when they required players to be on the field for the national anthem for the first time. And that's the only reason they did it. And the thing is, it, it, <laughs> I was sitting here for the longest time last year. Asking myself, like, why can't I remember being out on the field for the national anthem? Yeah. Like, I, I couldn't, and I was like, you know, whatever problems I'm having with my memory can't possibly be that bad where I don't remember it ever <laughs> happening. And come to find out, they didn't do that with us. They didn't do that until they were trying to promote patriotism. Yeah. And and, and here's the thing, people. Look, you can think that you're a patriot all you want to be. But if you're a person that demands people stand up, demands people stand up and salute a flag and an anthem, whether they want to or not, then all the things that you say that make this country the greatest in the world are actually things that you don't believe in. Yeah. Because the countries that we normally would point at and say, that's a repressive regime, that's a repressive country. That's where they do that shit. Yeah. That's where you have to salute the person in charge, where you have to salute the flag, where you have to stand at attention or face death or maybe losing your job or maybe being blackballed from the NFL. Yeah. So just understand whose side you're on here, because the thing that makes this country great are our freedoms. Mm-hmm. So don't fucking tell me freedom isn't free and all of that bullshit and then come back and tell me, Somebody should be made to make a political or, or or patriotic act. And what kind of fucking patriotism is that anyway? Yeah. You're going to force somebody into patriotism? That should be something that you don't even want. <laughs> Pretty ironic. I mean. <laughs> but sure, go ahead and tell me more about why, uh, why am I here? Well, if I'm complaining so much, 
We have a president that spent the last two fucking years complaining about everything. Yeah. Let's make America great again as if it wasn't great anymore or as if it was any greater in the past. I can tell you it fucking wasn't for black people. Mm-mm. I can promise you of that. Okay. But bigger than that, I'm going to tell you for the jackass who plays in the NFL right now that asks me, why am I here? I'm here because my ancestors were brought over here against their will. Yeah. They were worked into the fucking ground. They helped build this fucking nation from the ground up. They served in the military. They made something of themselves. They fought for equal rights. Yep. And finally, finally, just in the last generation, they fought hard enough to get the right to vote. My father couldn't vote when he turned 18 yeah. in Mississippi. Okay? And so... We built this fucking country from the ground up. We deserve to fucking be here. I, I, my ancestors, as much as anybody, earned the fucking right to be here. So I have a right to be here. This is my country, and I get to fucking complain when people like me are mistreated. Yeah. The same way you do. Because I promise you a lot of people are asking that question now had a lot of fucking things to complain about for the eight years of the Obama presidency. Mm-hmm. So don't ask me why the fuck I'm here. I'm here because I'm going to be here. Because my people were brought here and made the most of it and helped elevate the next generation, the next generation, the next generation until I could be here and complain about police brutality. Yeah. And we're not going any fucking way. Yeah. So you leave. Yeah. And that's been real. I just, you know, if the NFL really wanted to do something meaningful, take that. Here's an easy thing that they could do. Take that suggestion that Malcolm Jenkins and Anquan Bolden brought you. I mean, you want to make an awareness month for everything else. Here's a here's a golden opportunity. To stand up to Trump and to to get a positive message out there about the needed social change we have to face in this country. Yeah, but there ain't no pink cleats or no, pink jerseys exactly. for that. Exactly. Ain't no way to make money off of that. So and it, yeah. yeah, and then oh, it might piss somebody off, so we don't want to do that. You can't. It's hard to be against cancer. You would think it would be hard to, to be against police brutality too, but what do you know? Well, yeah, but you know, look at, look <laughs> I mean, at the, yeah, those aren't people I mean, that have to deal with it either, you know. Right, but seriously, these are the same people who yeah. complain, or worry about the state coming to take their guns. Yeah. And, this, that, and the fourth, and you got militias and all this. But, if, but, but, you know, police brutality. Oh, oh that's political. Oh, yeah. I don't want to take sides. Yeah, I remember really? it was. I'm old enough to remember the, the in the '90s when all this, you know, hate fever radio and into cable news, and now the internet kind of first got its start, and it was just that. You know, with the jackbooted thugs comment that one of those guys made on some right wing talk radio show. And, and it's like the same people that were worried about jackbooted thugs under Clinton and Obama are now, you know, upset that police don't have enough tanks. Fucking tanks. Seriously. I mean, just they they want they don't want the military to come and take their guns, but they don't have any problems with a militarized police. Just. Uh, terrorizing black neighborhoods, getting away with shooting unarmed black and brown men yeah. and women with impunity. Yeah. And, and, and the thing of it is, 
the other thing about this that, that also galls me is that every time some of these people bring up the military, they're obviously not talking about black and brown people in the military. They exclusively are talking about white people in the military. Yeah. And they won't even listen to any black and brown military uh, uh, veterans who tell them that they support cap. No, yeah. those people don't exist to them. Yeah. And, and those are some of these same military veterans come home and they get abused by police. Yeah. Where, where's your sympathy for them? Where's your uh, uh, calling out of them being disrespected when they can't even come home and live and live without getting killed by the police and that officer getting off scot-free? Yeah. So it's, look, it, it, this whole situation is just amazing to me. But, but like I said, to me, this is the more interesting weekend. Yeah. Because after all that unity bullshit, there's been some statements put out there, made, and uh, again, the argument was was made this offseason. It seems like such an innocent time a few months ago oh, when they were God. talking about, oh, if we bring Cap in and sign him, it might cause discord in the room. He might be a distraction. Oh, your ass is distracted now, ain't you? <laughs> You, you wanted players. to just oh remember fuck dude there was even the whole thing it's like remember the nfl owners were terrified of getting a trump tweet right yeah you got you got your fucking tweets you were looking for didn't you <laughs> so and uh, fucking it, it's then just so. interesting how things turn out that way right yeah i mean it's funny because i'm telling you you got these guys putting out statements talking about why you still here and and, and anybody can protest about anything as if black and brown uh men and women getting killed by the police is some kind of trivial uh, thing that, 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 that nobody should be protesting about. You got another a quarterback releasing a statement about not being able to sleep because yeah. she thinks everybody should stand for the, for the flag. So, again, we're going to see about all this unity and kumbaya that y'all was lying about all, all season about, well, we can't sign Cap. He's going to be a distraction. Well, yeah. Yeah, we're going to see about some distractions. <laughs> oh, you're fucking distracted now. <laughs> yeah. You might as well bring Cap in now. You can't get any more fucking distracted than this, I don't think. And by the way, and I pointed this out on Twitter, I, yeah, I'm, I'm watching the, the, the Texans office last week, and I'm seeing them running read, read option with, with uh, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I'm thinking, Tom Savage can't really do that. And I'm watching him run bootlegs. Tom, that ain't really Tom Savage thing. I even watched him run a quarterback draw, right? And I thought to myself, I was like, huh, Tom Savage, he can't do any of these things. You know what? He doesn't fit the offense. They got to get rid of him. Isn't that the argument they told us for cap off? Yeah, oh, yeah. They're going to have to change the offense. Can't do that. If you, if, you, if you put Tom Savage in the game. Yeah. Can't do that. But we don't, we don't hear that, though. No. We, you're not going to hear one person. Who said that shit about Cap? Say the same thing about Tom Savage. Watch. Yeah. You won't, but it's the truth. Because I promise you, as much as they would have to change an offense to fit Cap, that's how much they would have to change the offense that they're running now with Deshaun Watson mm -hmm. to fit Tom Savage. I mean, but shit. nobody's gonna complain about. Well, you got. I mean, we got Alex Smith running that kind of fucking offense. They really do. I, mean, I kept pointing just, out to people, <laughs> folks acting like, yeah, well, nobody runs that stuff anymore. What the fucking film are you watching? 
Carson Wentz is running the fucking read option every now and then. Come on, man. This is not some kind of rare, obscure thing that, that teams are doing. Everybody's doing that shit now. Yeah. And yeah. so don't tell me about how you, <laughs> we have to change the offense. Okay. Well, then the reverse should be true. Yeah. I mean, if 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 Cap can't back up a team that will have to switch from quote unquote pro style offense, then how is Tom Savage gonna survive in this offense with with uh Deshaun Watson where they got him on the move all the time? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> somebody somebody had said that in my timeline. Or some I know I got a bunch of emails this surprise, surprise this week. And I don't know like I the the as the last person on earth who would open an email, for some reason I decided to open some of these emails from the morons out there. But like somebody had told me to stick to sports and that this was about Kaepernick and he was, you know, stick to sports, blah, blah, blah. And I just sent him this thing. It's like, well, um, I've seen a lot of bad quarterbacks play. And if you want to stick to sports, I don't see a, a perfectly capable Colin Kaepernick getting signed this week. And I see a lot of teams I could use his help. I mean, seriously, uh, so many teams. E- even though some some of the mediocre quarterbacks play better this weekend, you still see that most of them suck. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's probably going to be a one-week thing. I don't expect Blake Borders to go out there and tear it up again this week. And we saw what he could do the first couple weeks. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's just it, you have to be lying at this point. If you still say Colin Kaepernick shouldn't be playing in the NFL, yeah, as far as his physical ability goes, because either you're blind or you're lying. It yeah. is, those are only two options. Yeah, I got a uh, somebody. Surprisingly enough, uh, it's funny. I was just I was looking back at that email. This was also a person that had um, it's something that we had talked about earlier about uh, you know freedom not being free and all that and had also said that they hope that when Donald Trump declares martial law, I get arrested and put in jail. So. <laughs> I mean, that's not, that's not fashion. That's no, that's, I mean, that's freedom right there, right? That's totally American. Freedom's not totally free. American. Yeah. You'll be surprised to know he had Celtics fan in his email address. <laughs> Boston. I can't. No believe way. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know it's it's shock it's shocking to me as somebody that lives in Missouri that uh, that people on the coasts are racist because only us folks in the middle of the country are, are like that. Right, man. I it's just ah uh, I can't even. And what about the comments today? I I was especially amused by uh, Trump's assertion this morning on of all quality television programs, Fox and Friends, that NFL owners were scared to death of their player. <laughs> I'm surprised I'm surprised he didn't call them big black bucks. I mean yeah. you couldn't get you that's not even a dog whistle. That's like if you got a fog horn and let it off. I mean yeah. you know, you've been at a practice and they had those horns. Yeah, that that that's what that was this morning. All these, all these, oh, kind of old gentlemen are just afraid of their young strapping bucks. I mean, yeah. come on, man. Can, can you get more obvious? <laughs> can you get more obvious? And, and can you get more absurd, really? That, that's the thing that, 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 that trips me out so much because 
by any metric. Look, we, you have one team that was afraid of their owner. They were afraid. They yeah. literally came out and admitted they were afraid the to protest. Right, the Panthers, because they thought their owner would do something to them. Yeah. But sure, but sure, Jan, sure, sure. They, you know, they're totally scared of the players. The same players they just rolled in the CBA negotiations. Yeah, the, the same players that don't have guaranteed right, contracts. Totally scared. The same players that there's one of who's good enough to be a starter right now, who's sitting on the outside looking in. Yeah. They just keep on playing, you know, uh, uh, see no evil, hear no evil. Uh, speak no evil. Yeah, uh, sure. They, they're they're totally afraid though. Totally scared. Yeah. But again, he's doing it just to continue to poke the bear. Yeah. He's doing it so nobody brings up the fact that he endorsed police brutality at a rally as president. Yeah. And several, well, plenty of law enforcement uh, agencies had to come out and rebuke him. Yeah. See, he doesn't want us talking about that. He doesn't want us asking for his plan to com- combat police brutality. He'd rather talk about whether NFL owners are scared of the players or not. Yeah. And it's so culture war politics. what we get. Yeah. It's, it's he literally admits, shitty culture war he, politics. Right. He literally admitted that this, a, this is a culture war issue for him. Yeah. But well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Again, it shouldn't be. No. It shouldn't be. Even if you don't aren't sure that you'll ever be affected by police brutality. I mean, it could happen to anybody. Yeah. It happens to happen to black and brown people more, but it, it that doesn't mean that it, it never happens to white people. No. Right? So right, or that it couldn't ever happen to white, you know, right. or that you, it could never happen to about, you. If you're worried about the state <clears> infringing <throat> upon your rights, you have a lot more chance of running into a police officer that's going to do that to you than a member of the military or a member of the federal government. Yeah. You're not just going to walk up on an FBI agent. He's not going to put you over because you didn't you know, have your turn signal on. Yeah. But a police officer just might. And so this is something that, again, is a societal issue. It should be something that we could all come together and say, hey, we give police officers a lot of responsibility and we allow them to carry a gun, and with that should come a lot of responsibility. Yeah, a, a lot, a lot of accountability. Yeah, right. We 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 don't let everybody walk down the street with a gun. We don't let everybody have the authority over other citizens. We're giving you that authority, but you need to have accountability along with it. Yep. I I, I don't understand how that is such. A, 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 a divisive issue. I, I don't understand how that became a partisan issue. Yeah. Because it could happen literally to any of us. Yeah. But somehow we got here and here we are. Yeah. And so again, it, just the fact that there are signs to this is what's absurd to me. Yeah. But as long as there are people who feel like if it doesn't, if they don't think it affect them directly. They don't care. Then nothing will ever change. Yeah. Yep. And and that's yeah. And that'll just that'll keep it going on like this. Well, uh, we will see. We'll see what happens this weekend. I. It's just it's amazing the whole thing and just like that 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 logic of 
Like, oh, so you're for police brutality. So you're for the president being able to tell a business that he can find that, uh, that they need to fire employees. So you're for, I mean, it's just like <laughs> the same week that Jeff Sessions goes to the, uh, goes to Georgetown university to complain about free speech on campus. It's just, I mean, the levels and layers of bullshit and all this stuff coming from that side. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's amazing, and and again, it's still with all of that, we still aren't talking about police brutality. No, not at all. That that is that's just the most frustrating thing, and I continue to say that because I'm hoping against hope that at some point we will wise up enough to say let's stop getting distracted and let's actually talk about the issue. Yeah, because it, it, you can talk in bumper sticker. And get away with it. Yeah. Right. You you can, oh, I'm I'm for the flag and, and I'm for the anthem. Okay, cool. Here's your cookie. Yeah. But if we have to start talking about the nitty gritty of actual statistics about people getting killed by police, statistics that our own government refuses to track because people don't want to know, so they can stick their head in the sand and don't have to deal with the issue. That that's how. Crazy things have gotten out. Yeah. I mean, when we really have to have that conversation, a lot of people won't be able to join in. They definitely won't be able to voice their opposition because they will sound like idiots. Yeah. It's hard. Like you said, it's hard to come out and say, I'm for police brutality. Yeah. It's hard to even try to frame that in a way that sounds palatable. Yeah. But that's essentially what a lot of people are saying without saying it. But it's just that. When you actually pin them down and they have to say it out loud like that, a lot of times they get embarrassed. A lot of times they say, hmm, well, I can't really say that, can I? Yeah. But we can't even get to that point. We can't even get to that point of pinning people down so they see how absurd their notions are about the situation. Yeah. They just keep on talking and bumper sticker. Well, I'm for the flag. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Unity. Unity. <laughs> I mean, come on, what does that even mean? Y'all are unified how? Are y'all y'all unified against police brutality? That would be a great message to send, but nobody's saying that. You're just saying you're unified in some general fashion about what? Who knows? We are. I think it, they're unified for you. you. We are unified that we don't want you to turn off the TV this weekend. Right. I mean, that, that that's definitely what the owners are leaking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Please give us better ratings. I yeah. mean, but but as far as everybody else, I mean, and then you got some people linking arms, kneeling, some people linking arms, standing. I just, what are you unified about? Yeah, I'm exactly. serious. Like, seriously, explain to me what you're unified about. And if it doesn't have the words police brutality in it, I don't want it. Yeah. Yep. That's a good, that is a good question to ask. I would like to see that. And it's weird too. Cause like, it's not even just like, you, you know, it's not just the NFL and it's not just Trump and, and his people. It's all of, I mean, fuck sports illustrated. Can't even put Colin Kaepernick on the cover. I mean, the whole <laughs> I mean it's like, you kind of missed the anyway. story here. Like seriously, seriously, just, I'm like, what the fuck? Who even came up with that shit? I, How do you come up with that cover? I mean, there's a whole bunch of problems with the cover, but let's start with the main, most obvious one, yeah. is how is Kaepernick not all over it? 
You could have gotten away with just putting Kaepernick on there. Yeah. But you can't get away with not putting him on there at all. You didn't even write his fucking name at the bottom, like in the credits. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like after the movie go off, he wasn't even the third key grip. Yeah. <laughs> you motherfuckers <laughs> really just totally forgot the guy that started this shit off? How? <laughs> oh, my God. What a mess. It's just, I mean... And, and just like that whole, like I was dumbfounded too. It's just like this universal is just like, look at the NFL come together like this. This is amazing. It's like, is it, is it? I mean, what do you, first of all, what do you expect them to do? And second of all, like you said, they're still not talking about the main issue here. Right. And everybody, oh, this is a strong statement they're sending here. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, look at these. Really? Saying. I mean, well, how low is your fucking bar? I think Pete Carroll was the only one that even sort of came close to talking about police brutality and inequality. And he still I mean, didn't say it. Right. They, they, they just refuse out and out refuse. It's like it doesn't exist if they don't say it or something. Yeah. Like they think it's, I don't know if they think it's Beetlejuice or, or what. <laughs> they say it enough times, you know, if you some guy in a funny costume is going to show up. I, I don't know. But they, they refuse. As they started to come in, and obviously after a while, it became apparent that it was a media strategy that they would yeah. just oh, yeah. uh, filter them out so it could be an ongoing thing and continue to be part of the conversation. Again, they're hijacking the conversation by dominating it. Yeah. They put out those statements in a staggered fashion. So every time one came out, instead of talking about police brutality, we're talking about, oh, well, this owner finally came out and said something. Yeah. And I think the Panthers on did he even say anything? Like he he said he sent his out like the next day or something. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's, like it, it was afternoon. like the most bland bullshit ever. <laughs> and it was probably more about saying how much they honor the flag and troops and all that than it was about anything else. <laughs> I know. Like, and, and they were all like you could tell it's like I my like did they just have a fax and they just like here, fill in the blank here with your name on it and Send this out for your statement. Uh, you do it at two forty-five. You do it at three fifteen. You do it at three forty-five. It's just like, but like I just like Jerry Richardson got the facts. I'm like I can't believe this liberal agenda the league's pushing. Right. Uh, yeah. Let me switch this up a little bit. <laughs> but uh, but I mean, <laughs> you look at most of these statements and you couldn't even tell why they were releasing the statements. They they wouldn't even mention what prompted them to do it. Yeah. And, and, and they were so vague, you, you really couldn't tell what they were about. Just a general, oh, we just thought we would release a statement today saying we are unified. Yeah. And God bless America, and we love the flag. Yeah. I mean, so, but again, they they use that media strategy. So you're talking about them responding to Trump. You're talking about them putting out, quote, unquote, strong messages. And what you're not talking about is why these players were actually kneeling in the first place. Yep. Like, why he chose to call those particular players sons of bitches. Yeah. Because they're against police brutality. Yeah. And again, it, 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 it's, it's hard to, to verbalize it, but let's be honest. If you're against a dude protesting police brutality, what does it make you? Yeah. Pro-police brutality. Yeah. So stand up and say that shit or shut the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or do some about it. For God's sakes, if you don't want people to kneel to speak out on police brutality, we'll fucking do something. Look, I can promise to every guy that's kneeling, that's ever knelt, that supports Kaepernick or what have you, 
which would much rather we live in a country where we didn't have to worry about police brutality than actually be fucking protesting. Yeah, hell yeah. I promise you that. I promise you we would rather not be talking about this shit because it wasn't a problem anymore rather than the fact that we're not talking about this shit because everybody keeps derailing the conversation so we can't talk about it. Yeah. So again, if if you are really truly upset about the situation too, but I'm but I just don't agree with this method of protest, then what are you doing? Stop yeah. asking all these players what they're doing because most of them spend their Tuesday afternoon doing more than you do the whole fucking week to help yeah. the community. Stop yeah. talking about them and you do something. If you want people to stop talking about it, you go do something about it. Vote in prosecutors who will actually go after cops. Yeah. Okay? Push policies that actually get cops better training or de-escalation. Yeah. Stop just putting it on players. And what the fuck is a player supposed to do? He can't make any laws. He can't enforce any laws. He can't make prosecutors go after the cops. No. And credit to the players, like, I mean, you know, obviously, I mean, this gets, doesn't get brought up enough, but obviously Colin Kaepernick, you know, everyone wants to say he has not doing anything. And the fact is, no, he has done quite a bit. I mean, he's given a million dollars and a lot of his time to, to these causes, to support this. You look at what Anquan Bolden and Malcolm Jenkins are doing. I mean, these aren't law, these guys aren't professional lobbyists and they're doing everything they can to talk to people about this, talk to elected people about this problem of police brutality. They're trying to, they're, they're, they fucking are doing something about it. It's not just kneeling. Malcolm Jenkins, Colin Kaepernick, they're not just kneeling for the national anthem for this. They're literally doing something about it too. But people still get mad, you know. They ain't doing nothing about it. Well, actually they are. Trying. Well, a lot, well, a lot of times, let's be honest, those people really are just black on black crime and oh, the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Or oh, what about Chicago? I think yeah. you saw people doing that with LeBron after he responded to the president's comments uh, the other day. Oh, well, what about Chicago? It, LeBron doesn't live anywhere near Chicago. Yeah. But Chicago evidently should be the only thing that black people in this country think about. Yeah. Even though the majority of the people doing stuff in Chicago to try to fight the gun violence there are black people. Yeah. Because nobody is more invested in that situation changing than the black people that it victimizes. Yeah. But it's an easy thing to throw out there. Again, talking in bumper stickers. Yep. You don't want to talk about police brutality, but you want to what about black on black crime us to death. Yeah. So so it, it's again what you, you demand players do something without demanding anything of yourself. Anything. Or what are they doing? And then when they go out and do it, it's still not enough. Yeah. Uh, 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 the uh, Chris Long. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I had a brain fart again. Chris Long <laughs> put it put it perfectly, right? He says, you know, the player speaks out against something. Person says, well, why don't you do something about it? Player comes back and says, well, actually, I am doing such and such. Then the person comes back, show off. Yeah. I mean, you can't win. Yeah. And, and that's the whole point. That's the jig right there. You're not supposed to be able to win. Yeah. They're trying to demand that players solve police brutality. Yeah. How, Slay? How? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and here's the, the, the circular logic on it where you can't complain about police brutality unless you somehow fix police brutality first. Yeah. How does that make sense to anybody? Yeah. 
it's not supposed to make sense. It's supposed to derail, and it does a great job of that. Yep. Yeah, and it just vilifies that athlete. I mean, the athlete is the rich, spoiled person that's causing the problems here. These all right. these spoiled athletes, these millionaire spoiled athletes, they're the they're the bad guy here. Right now, you have to be on the on defense. Yeah. Instead of pushing for reform. Yeah. Now you have to defend yourself. Well, I'm doing X, Y, and Z, and when you get done listing your bona fides, then here he comes saying, "Well, you're just showing off now." Yeah. You can't win. You yeah. can't win. I mean, it's great that these guys are doing so much in the, in the community. It's great that Cal- Colin Kaepernick is donating a million dollars. But you know what? If he didn't donate a penny, his grievances wouldn't be any less real. Absolutely. Absolutely. And 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 and, and <laughs> it shouldn't take that. He shouldn't have to prove himself for us to come together and say that this is a problem. But but again, I, I keep saying, <laughs> but alas, here we are. Yeah. So um, I, I appreciate that some of these players and the stuff that they're doing off the field is getting highlighted. That, that that's that's awesome. But don't make it seem like, well, you're rich. What do you know? First of all, <laughs> any person, black, white, yellow green, purple, them being rich does not insulate all of their friends and all of their family from the world. Mm-mm. Stuff can still happen to them. And then when you go deeper and you say any black or brown person, that means they too are not always insulated by their wealth. Because I've said this again, a lot of times if you're outwardly wealthy, if you're flashy with your wealth, if you have a nice car, yeah, it's going to bring you more unwanted attention when you're a black or brown person. Oh, yeah. Look at Michael Bennett in Las Vegas. Absolutely. But you just you just ask yourself this. You know, some jack wagon said he doesn't understand what white privilege is this weekend. Mm-hmm. Okay, how about this? How about this? If you ask yourself a question, do you ever think that you will walk through a nice neighborhood and somebody will stop you and ask you what you're doing there? Yeah. Because if that's never happened to you, hey, <laughs> that's white privilege. Yeah. If you don't know, know that you can get killed by a police officer for a simple traffic infraction, that's white privilege. Yeah. Man, and, and, and it so starts it, even it, sooner than that. Like you go look at schools, schools, look at look at the look at discipline in schools. If there is a black and white kid messing around doing the same thing and they get in trouble for it, guess who's gonna get the harder the harsher punishment? It almost always happens. The data's there that supports that. And, and, and it starts I, early. Right. And that's what I'm saying is that if you really want to have this conversation, that's why people want to avoid it so much. Yeah. Because the evidence is clear, right? Yeah. You can't even do a climate change when it comes to police brutality. The fucking numbers are right there. You can't cook the books on that uh-uh. in any other way that will show that black and brown people are targeted more than everybody else. They are unarmed black and brown people are killed at a higher rate by police than anybody else. Yeah. And a lot of that has to do with black and brown people are are 
they interact with police more than anybody else for frivolous reasons. You can go all the way back to stop and frisk, something that our president says he wants to bring back. Yeah. Said he wanted to bring back on the campaign trail. Yeah. So, uh, uh, look, <laughs> again, there's a reason why nobody ever wants to actually have this conversation. Because the evidence ain't on your side if you're against people that's protesting police brutality. It ain't on your side at all. You can be Blue Lives Matter all day long. The data yeah. don't, don't, won't back you up. Yeah. And that's why we never get to talk about it for real. Yeah. Or in vague terms, the like you said earlier, like in, what about black on black crime, that sort of crap. It's uh, <clears throat> it's it's something else, and I, you know, I, like you say, we'll see what happens this week. I think I'm, I'm with you. I think this weekend will be a lot more interesting to see what happens now, now that we've been through the first week of this. What happens this weekend on the field and tonight, tonight's game, even too? Well, I mean, I've always said guys don't have to be best friends anyway to play together. Yeah. That was why the whole cap would be a distraction argument was bullshit on his face. Yeah. So I'm not sure that any of this is actually going to affect how they play together. But I can promise you, it's already affected how some guys see each other in the locker room. It's some dudes that's not going to be hanging out too much anymore with each other anymore. Yeah. After all this. And, and and it doesn't have to be that way. But if you ask me what I'm still doing here, yeah, I ain't fucking with you no more. Mm-hmm. Because you're telling me that I don't have every right to be here and complain as you. Yeah, ain't ain't I don't know anybody who doesn't complain about something on a daily basis. Yeah, but it's only certain people who get asked, "Why don't you go back where you came from? Why don't you? Well, what you doing still here?" Yeah. So yeah, I mean that that's to me, along with who actually protests or not, is the bigger deal. Yep, because there can come a time where the rift is so big that it does spill over onto the field. Mm-hmm. And, and and you just, we, we won't really know. Yeah. Maybe if there's leaks, maybe if, you know, something happens, but again, <laughs> we go back to before, I bet you there's some teams wishing they went, went ahead and took on this distraction of Colin Kaepernick. So we never get to this point. Yeah. But it's a little too late now. Yeah. So, Uh, oh, that was another thing too, though. Did you notice how they sanitized Kaepernick out of, out of all of those statements too? Like, oh yeah, the owner's statements made any mention of Kaepernick no, starting. Of course not. Uh, uh, this whole thing. No, it is going to be interesting to see just how far they go to try to race him out of this whole equation. Yeah, and fully hijack. It's. Uh, it's his such a mess, and like I, it's like they just they keep stum like they keep doing shit like that to make it worse for themselves in the long run. I mean, go back to tooth, go back to the paid patriotism thing. Go back, like, well, we'll we'll sweep this under the rug by blackballing Kaepernick out of the league. Nope, that ain't happening. 
And now it's just like, and now it's like, well, we can talk about all the good that players do for their community, but not Colin Kaepernick because he's done good for his community, but let's just not talk about that. And it's just going to get like, you just keep making this worse. You just keep making this worse for yourself. NFL. Yep. Because again, (laughs) this is one of the situations where people are going to have to choose because if you offend everybody, it kind of goes back to some uh, talked about before. Look, you're going to have people that's boycotting now that claim they're boycotting because guys are taking the knee, but you also have people boycotting because Kaepernick isn't signed. So yeah. you're going to lose every fucking body yeah. trying to play this shit down the middle. Yeah. No, that's funny. I, you know, I was having this comment before the Trump stuff last week. I, yeah, I was having this conversation with somebody. You know, the NFL is so big and they've gone out of their way to make themselves sort of this non-offensive corporate entity. It's like that what's happened is, is that it, it they've sort of created this where you can see whatever you want to see out of yourself in the NFL. So if you do, I'm not going to watch the NFL because I can't believe that, you know, domestic violence, the way they've handled domestic violence. I'm not going to watch the NFL because of concussions. Well, I'm not going to watch the NFL because they let these guys kneel before the national anthem. It's just like they've gone out of their way and stumbled in every every attempt to do so to be inoffensive and look react like they're doing the right thing and look reactionary to the the problems as they come along that it, it just in the end you're going to piss off even more people. And we're seeing that now. And we're seeing it like just fucking on steroids. I mean, think about this. This was about the easiest layup they could have gotten. Yeah. Going into last last weekend, as far as the president literally attacked your players as sons of bitches. Yeah. There's no way to spin that, except for you having every right to punch back, and they still found a way to fuck that up. Yeah. Yeah. And they for all that blue. shit we hear about protecting the integrity of the game, here we are. <laughs> they still blew it. Yeah. They still blew it. And, and again, and, and, and maybe more egregiously, they totally hijacked uh, Cap's protest while they continue to keep him on the outside looking in. I mean, it's just... It's just I, at some point, you start to wonder how do they keep people how do they bring people back because again this ain't one of those uh, situations where you can say well if we offend both sides we're doing something right no yeah. you're doing something wrong yeah very very fucking yeah. wrong and when you talk about uh, a, a, a quick uh, jump off a cliff I mean how do you come back from this how, yeah. how do, are they just going to keep stumbling this whole season losing people on the pro-police brutality side as well as the anti-police brutality side, why are they going to finally fucking pick a side? Yeah. Because you're losing both sides right now. Yeah. And I I haven't been one of those who uh, was predicting doom and gloom uh, for the league. I just feel like financially they are too strong with the TV deals and stuff. Mm -hmm. When you look up and you see that uh, DirecTV is giving refunds, yeah. that's when I started saying Maybe it's start for maybe it's time for some alarm bells to start going off. Yeah, 
Because at some point, you, you, you have to shit to get off the pot. Yeah. You can't keep playing this middle of the road bullshit. If you want to be pro, pro police brutality, by all means, go ahead and step out there and go out on that limb by yourself. Yeah. I hope that that's not the way you go. But if those are the fans that you are most worried about, go after them. Yeah. But you're going to have to do something. You're not going to be able to play this middle of the road bullshit. Yeah. It's week four. Yeah. It's fucking week four. Yeah. Right. This shit ain't going away anytime soon. Yeah. No, not at all. I mean, it's, it's, it's here to stay. It's and it, the league is just going to, you know, I just have a feeling it's just going to keep more and more and more of this and it'll, they'll make it about themselves versus Trump versus any sort of, you know, meaningful conversation about the actual issue of police brutality or even just come right out and say, we support our players, right? To protest police brutality. Never happened. No, nope. it's too much like right. It, it, it's too straightforward. It's too easy. Too simple. Yeah, no exactly. fucking way to do it. Exactly. It'd be a distraction. Right there, you go. <laughs> Just one big distraction. Well, I hope that we have given folks an, a good hour of distraction. That's you know, maybe maybe when you see this stuff. If you're listening, you'll think about that this weekend and you'll and, and, and this game and, and throughout your daily life and the conversations you have with folks and and bring it back to the actual issue that's at the heart of this, of police brutality and racial inequality. Like if I feel like if I do one, if we could do one thing, like then, you know, in some small part of this, then hopefully that's it. We'll and, and and just be honest. Yeah, I, I've been saying that all off season when we were talking about cap, we were talking about this situation. Period. Just be honest about your motivations. What, what? Why are you really saying the things that you're saying? Do you really care about police brutality and you're just upset about the former protests, or do you really not care at all about police brutality, or are you pro police brutality? Yeah. But but take a side, man. Take a side and stop bullshitting. Stop. Letting other people pull your strings and tell you what to be offended by or what, you know, tell you something that's disrespectful. Do some research. Find out why these guys are are, are telling you openly why they're protesting. Yeah. Because, again, it, like you said, if we can do something small, let's, the smallest thing maybe could be just that people are more honest about this conversation, more yeah. honest about this debate. However you feel, go ahead and say it. Let, let other people judge what you meant or, 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 or how you came off. But at least be honest with yourself. Stop talking in bumper sticker and let's get to the nitty gritty. Because until we do that, all this other shit, is, it really is a distraction anyway. Yep. You didn't need Kaepernick for that. Nope. I promise you. He's not even in the league. <laughs> and now everybody's fucking distracted going into week four. Exactly. So maybe if we actually talk about this and tackle the situation, that's pretty much the only way it's going to go away. It's not going to go away on its own. If you want people to stick to stick to sports, you came to the wrong place. Yep. Because this ain't about sports anymore. You got the leader of the free world calling out owners, trying to make them, quote unquote, basically crack the whip on their players. Yeah. And and, and all the optics and, and context that goes with that. Okay. So th- th- this isn't going to change from a political story anytime soon. It's not going to divest itself of that part of the story anytime nope. soon 
unless we actually address police brutality. Yep. So if we could just get some more people to understand that, even if your motivation is selfish, well, I want them to get back to just playing football. Okay, cool. And once we address police brutality nationwide in this country, we can get back to just playing football. Yep. So you should be all for that. If that's what you want, if you want to get politics out of your sports and you don't want to hear about the liberals, okay, then do something. Don't just demand that players do something. You do something to try to help change the situation. Yeah. And 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 then we will have done some good in this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And it's amazing. I'll tell you what, you can do a lot of good. This isn't just a conversation that you're it's a national conversation, but this is something where you can have a lot of effect in local city government. Because police forces aren't Donald Trump and Jeff Sessions don't control your local constabulary. Well, the police force, they, they're locally, it's local oversight for your city police department, your city, your town, your village, whatever size of community you live in. It's a locally controlled entity, and you can have a big voice in that. If only you will take, if only you will fucking do it. And it's real easy to join that conversation in your community, wherever you live, whatever the size of the community. Well, Stephen, um, I think we had a good podcast today. I'm proud of it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, maybe didn't talk as much about the games, but sometimes things are a little bit bigger. At play, it's it's just and, like you said. I mean, we, you look, we're going to be watching for much more than just football this weekend. Yep, starting tonight. Yep, right, starting tonight. So, um, sometimes you need to talk about the stuff that's a little bit more important. I think we did a good job of that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, like you said, I mean, this is a, it's bigger than just football now. It has been made. It's not just sticking to sports anymore. Can't do that now. Things have changed. And we'll be back next week to talk about to talk about it and see what we saw this week. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. Yeah.